everybody for the next hour so I should be your host that's kind of a turfs up radio intro there but it ain't it's the lawn care help desk is going to be your Sunday night free ride where uh, we have just a little discussion. We're going to have a little open format, meaning you ask questions. I will provide answers. At least I'll do the best in my ability that I possibly can. But, hey, you know what? A couple things we need to clear air about. Number one is I am fallible. I do make mistakes. I make all kinds of mistakes. So I want you to verify everything I say. Double check. I'll give you case in points. I may run into a scenario where I make a recommendation for a cool season turf type when in actuality you have a warm season turf type and that may be bad information. Just understand I do the best I can and this is a rolling uh, uh, stream of consciousness. There's nothing pre-planned, pre-scripted about this. My goodness, I keep having all kinds of uh, currently keyframes are not being sent often enough, which will cause buffering. The current free keyframe frequencies is 8.4 seconds. Note that ingestion errors can cause incorrect GOP group and picture sizes. I don't know what is going on. We've got a, a poor quality stream here. Am I connected via LAN? I don't know what is going on. Why am I having so much trouble today? Of course, the, the first one I uh, 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 launched there, it uh, all of a sudden uh, created a, a problem. It aired. It said it did not post to YouTube and it started over. But then it turns out it was actually there. I just had to click go live. I'd, I don't know. One day I'll figure this out. But like I was saying, uh, this is a bit of a stream of consciousness. You know, I, I just said I do this on a whim. You know, I kind of roll through here. Um, I, I, <laughs> Sean, I saw that. That was funny. That's real funny. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, a, a couple other things is, uh, the way this typically works is I start at the beginning and, uh, and I, I go to the end. So uh, you'll have to bear with me that, um, uh, it may take me a hot minute to get to your question because when I do start at the top, you know, it may take me 10 minutes to answer the first question. It may take me 10 minutes to answer the, se answer the second question. And then all of a sudden, 20 minutes are going by. If I skip over your question, I apologize. Again, I'm doing this all stream of consciousness and trying to do this with as few uh, gaps and interruptions and downtime as possible throughout it. And believe it or not, I'm actually doing that for an entire hour without going, uh, 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 the whole time is actually pretty difficult. But I'd give it my best. Hey, that's all you can ask for. Do your best and uh, and then sort it out all in the in the in the back end. Is it is it doing it again? No. Uh, yeah, I've got another error of this happening here. So I'm gonna click over here to a different screen so I stop seeing that because I'm tired of I'm tired of seeing that I've got this poor stream status. I got a serious issue that needs attention. Oh, this is ridiculous. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's how this works. This is an open format. You ask questions, I provide answers. Uh, and, uh, uh, let's see how, how's it get? <laughs> Sean, quit it, quit it, Sean. Any, uh, quit Sean. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of roll through this as best I can. Uh, I have been, uh, last week I was, I was pretty much, uh, really, really for like the last two, two weeks. I don't know. I've, I've been on the road a lot. I've been, been doing all kinds of things. 
uh, and uh, boy, it is it is a little bit pandemonium. And then uh, probably uh, probably next year is going to be. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Rolling through to the end of this year is going to be is going to be pretty pretty hectic. We got we got all kinds of of chaos going on here. So um, you know, ah, oh, boy, boy. All I can say is that uh, this is this is, is going to be an interesting end of the year. But you know what? You take it in stride. You just you keep marching one foot in front of the other, stomping whatever it is you got to do. That's what you got to do. You just gotta you gotta keep moving forward through it. Run, Sean, run some lush X on it. That's funny. That is funny. We got uh, uh we we've we we definitely got some. Uh, why are you asking in space? I thought this was a grass show. I have no idea what you're talking about, Paul. I'll give it to Siren. I've got that back on the board. I still need my dub horn back on the board. I don't have it on the board. I've got I got additional banks now. They they updated the firmware on this piece of hardware, and so I've got additional banks where I can throw it, but I don't have it right now. So uh, this is. <laughs> monetization on this channel if you would like to support the channel there's going to be a little join button down there <laughs> feel free to uh check it out we kind of got some behind the scenes stuff uh, a lot of the research i'm doing i like to i like to post over onto a uh, private discord uh, of course there's kind of some access to some some top secret hot sauce stuff that i'm i'm always cooking in the background Although I haven't been at the lab a, a, a whole lot here recently just because I've been uh, doing all kinds of others, just crazy random things uh, inside and, and outside the industry, um, you know, trying to, uh, 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 trying to get through this winter period here. The winter period is always uh, kind of a, kind of a, uh, just a, a wild ass time. So, you know, you got to take it in stride. So I digress back to the point of this entire, the entirety of this show here. Uh, <laughs> somebody said propaganda saw is the scam. That's funny. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, so let me, let me just do, roll through the mental Rolodex here of everything. I think I covered everything I needed to do. Uh, but I tell you what I did want to do. I wanted to do. Oh, man. I, oh, I hit the turn off. Why is it doing this? Why well, I wanted the This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to do <laughs> I wanted to do the uh uh roll call. That's right. That's what I was trying to do. What's up YouTube? And then do the roll call. Uh number 1, we had Discworld. I know this doesn't necessarily count because I had to do it on the other side and the, before it even made it over here and so but whatever the case may be, number 1 in our hearts, number 1 in the chat. What's up Discworld? How are you good sir? Ryan Schultz came in here. Sean Smith is doing the dirty dirty in here. Uh <laughs> The lawn care help desk is a scam. That's right. That's right. Uh, Sean Smith, uh, everybody say hey to the new administrator, Sean Smith. I don't know if that is a positive thing I did or a gigantic mistake, either or. He's going to be one of the new admins. Uh, Gary Evans in the house is a what's up? Keeping us fed, my man. How are you, Izzy? I'm glad you are here. 
Uh, Kevin Shepard, how's everything going up there in Canada? I know you're way up in the tip top part of the north there, and I'm concerned about you and all the cold weather you got going on. Although, what's up, dude? Are you over there? Are you over there listening to uh, to sad music? What was I, I said the other day? You were listening to? I think it was like some hardcore heavy metal or something, wasn't it? I can't remember, but it was. It was pretty bad. Uh, RVL Jackson, what's going on? Tiffway Lawn up in the Mizzou. Uh, Schaefer Lawn Care and Property Maintenance, how are you? Dave Hensel keeping it high and tight for us down there in South Carolina. How are you doing? Mr. Tarf Therapy, Robert Palmer in the hills. How are you doing, dude? Uh, Jesse Snow. Uh, of course, we have Mr. DeMay, the OSU Turf Man, the Ohio State University, of course, a representative there. Uh, we'll see how y'all end up doing against uh, the SEC West, because I can tell you if you are playing the SEC East, you would just steamroll over everybody, except for maybe Arkansas. Um, uh, shout out to all the Arkansas fans in the chat, man. I am uh, real real impress- impressed with Sam Pittman and the turnaround of the program it's always something i just absolutely enjoy loving to see i grew up uh, in in my household growing up it was uh number one it was um uh, uh notre dame uh number two was was probably university of tennessee and number three was uh was university of arkansas so uh, this is back in the matt jones day the old two sporter letterman there so I've got love for Arkansas somewhere deep within my heart. It's there. Part-time lawns. What's going on? Lushy! My mom's in the house. Thank you, mom, for tuning in. Uh, y- hey, you know what? At the end of the day, no matter no matter what, I can promise you I will always have one viewer, uh, and that is, that is my mom. Thank you, mom. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Uh, a dog, Mr. A. A. Rand. How are you, Kenny Cooper? Uh, Ionic Adams. That's what I'm talking about. What a name there, Mr. Mutchison. Polo Fields representing Kentucky, who just stomped us into oblivion. My goodness, good win, good sir. Uh, Gary Evans, uh, War Kenny Cooper. ATV Mayfield only struggles in Arkansas. Y'all. Uh, Barry Cavanaugh, Telly Coleman is here. Holland and Star, how are you, sir? Uh, Ben Brinkman, <laughs> mom's, mom's still here flipping through. Okay, so if you have questions, feel free to go ahead and start uh, loading them into uh, loading them into the chat, and uh, I'm going to start at the top here, and I believe the first question that I saw actually came from. Uh, let me see. Let me see. I actually, and I'll kind of address this in a broad sense, Chris, with Holland, Holland install landscape, uh, landscaping, uh, good buddy of mine, Chris up in, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. He said, weed treatment program for fescue in Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. So, uh, this isn't necessarily an easy thing to just get done in a few minutes or even 10 minutes. This would probably take about an hour, two hours to be able to, to thoroughly put together. But I feel like there are some some general must-haves there uh, that you should employ, and then we can kind of throw some optionals in there, uh, and then we can throw some specific use case scen- 
scenarios in there. So uh, this is what I would consider non-negotiable, the immediate must-haves in your program when you are managing turf-type tall fescue in the transition zone. Uh, number one is going to be a pre-emergent. I don't care whether you use dithiapyr or prodiamine. One of the two is probably going to be one of your best performers you can use. I'll throw you an option in there. Isoxabin in combination with your prodiamine or dimension i will say i favored prodiamine because the length of residual over dimension uh, some people swear the other way around but I, at least in my experience where i have worked which is going to be you know tennessee mississippi alabama georgia tennessee um it's always been prodiamine in my specific experience if you have different experiences you may have different opinions i'm just telling you mine uh, from based on my experience i'm not saying you're wrong if you think the other way i'm just telling you what i've had the best success with so uh, one of those two is a curveball you can throw isoxman in in combination not as a standalone not in place of but in combination with either your prodiamine or dimension as far as broadleaf weed controls uh any three-way herbicide and i feel like triclopyr or fluoroxapyr as a kicker is a must in any management program uh in that same vein as also a kicker i feel like carfentrazone and sulfentrazone should also be a purchased on the shelf ready to go product uh, in terms of grassy weed control, uh, a couple of things there. I feel like either Pylex or Tenacity in combination with Flazifop or Phenoxaprop should be in the in the arsenal as well, that combo. Of course, Quinclorac should be something you keep on the shelf as well. It's one of those that you can kind of play into things. Are you going to bed? No, okay, thank you. Oh, my daughter just giving me some love. No, they're wrong, Matt, said John Pinkerton. What's up, JP? What's up? There it is. Okay. Um, uh, so, uh, Quinclorac. And, and, and really, between all of those, if the only other one you're looking for is going to be like uh, maybe. Are you headed to bed? Love you, son. You be a good boy, okay? All right. Good night. Um, would be uh, glyphosate. You got to have glyphosate. So normally what this would look like is something like in the spring, right? When you're putting down your pre-emergent, adding in your three-way herbicide with a kicker of either carfentrazone, sulfentrazone, tricopyr, or fluoroxapyr, somewhere in that vein. And then as you move into the summer months, that would be spot spray-based scenarios based on what it is you're encountering. Now, there may be some scenarios that require blanket applications. There may be some scenarios where you can get by just spots spring it's gonna it, that becomes a judgment call at that point and i can't say but the hotter it gets outside the less i would stop leaning on triclopyr or fluoroxapyr or, or any ester-based herbicide and lean a little bit more heavily on amine formulations quinclorac uh quinclorac carfentrazone quinclorac sulfentrazone uh, uh somewhere in that vein your pilax and tenacity and 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 uh and phenoxaprop acclaim would be a good one to use with that remember do not run 24d in a claim 24d in a claim is not effective you can take that package it up into a, into a, a, a garbage ball and throw it away somewhere else no 24d plus a claim 24d phenoxaprop bad idea they inhibit the efficacy of one another and it's just bad news all ways around um, and then also, if you're doing any kind of poet work, a poet annua, if it's poet trivialis, good luck. Pray about it. Good, I mean, just, just good luck. You're not going to get it. 
um, uh, in, in, in any kind of meaningful way in a single use application. Now, a multi-year approach using something like glyphosate, yeah, you could probably get rid of it. Uh, maybe using something like, uh, uh, what is it, amicarbazone, uh, maybe something that where repeated year after year type applications is part of a program, maybe then you could do it. Um, that's exonerate, but even then I haven't seen high efficacy scores. I've only think, I think like 30% is as high of, of, uh, of, uh, controls I've seen out of amicarbazone. So, uh, is exonerate is just not one of those real high performers for Poa Triviaz, Poa Annua. It tended to shine a little bit better. Uh, so, yeah, and then, of course, uh, ethofumisate also with Poa Annua. Uh, ethofumisate and, and, uh, and or uh, amicarbazone would probably be one of your... Um, one of your best bets in attempting to uh, go after it there. So that's kind of a program. How about that for a long question? Always around. Uh, that's kind of a long one. Uh, any chance your granular fertilizer is going to be distributed in more places next year? The online prices for your mastery are a little steep. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's always on on the, the chopping block. Uh, and as things get restructured, all that fun stuff over winter. Yeah, I mean, we're constantly always looking for that. Unfortunately, not a lot of people want to carry our product. Uh, and, uh, and that's just... The way the cookie crumbles, you know, the way a lot of that is approached to us, Jeff, is um, what I get told is, okay, I've got a certain dollar figure book of business with this company. I don't have room on the shelf to carry another product. So are you going to be able to replace the size of the book of business that I have with this 30 year established company? And the answer to that is no. And so therefore, I so, said, well, why would I carry your product then if it's not going to help me with what I'm already currently doing? Uh, and I don't really have a good answer for that. So, um, unfortunately, if it is going to grow from that point, the only way it is going to grow would be if you uh, went to a place where you wanted it to be carried and you said, hi, I would like to have the, these fertilizers carried here. And then under that kind of pressure, they would then come to me if they felt there was enough demand, and then we would be able to strike some sort of a deal. Uh, distribution in this industry is very odd. Um, that it's, uh, it's, it's a very small, tight-knit industry, and it's very well-protected, and it's very much a relationship good old boy system, and it's real easy to get chewed up and spit out. Uh, so it's just it's kind of an odd thing. Yes, we are perpetually working on it. No, there's not a lot of people that are interested in it. Uh, when is X-Drive coming out? It is out. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's been out for a long time. I, I guess you may be asking what is it going to be carried on the DIY market? I have no idea. That's not up to me. Uh, I just manufacture the products. How it gets distributed is up to individual distributors. It has nothing to do with me. Um, hey, Matt, I watched an ag presentation that praised glutamic acid and lysine as miraculous biostimulants. Is this legit or useful in turf? Um, as far as glutamic acid is concerned, also known as MSG, monosodium glutamic acid, uh, yes, there are some biostimulant qualities there. Uh, and the other thing, too, that you can kind of uh, take into effect here is what is glutamic acid? Uh, it is an amino acid. So when there's been a few studies now, and lysine is an amino acid, there have been several studies now that show, oh, damn it, Robert, what are you doing, sir? Unnecessary, man. Cut that. Get that. I'm calling the law. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
Uh, and uh, and so yes, we know uh, amino acids are positive performers in uh, in in turf, right? So th without a doubt, I don't really have any question as to whether or not they're effective in turf. My question, uh, well, the the one part I would caveat that would be uh, remember that without MPK in place, the efficacy of glutamic or lysine uh, as a biostimulant would be pretty much pointless. You know, uh, the, so it, yes, yes, I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with it at all. I'd say, yeah, it's probably, it probably does have some good efficacy. Is it going to be miraculous? Is it going to do something more so than what anything else does out there? No, not really, because there's lots of amino acids that are out there. Uh, so uh, I, why specifically that one? It, it's, it's been shown, stress reduction, all the fun stuff you see out of Biosimmons is a bigger performer than any of the other products out there. I highly doubt it is it equal uh, to other ones that are out there I, I i would probably affirm that and say yes uh when putting the lawn to bed that was just seeded should you put down a fertilizer smp in it or and can seed that hasn't germinated in the fall will it come up in the spring yes if seed hasn't germinated in the fall will it come up in the spring more than likely yes um when putting a lawn to bed that was just seeded should you put down a fertilizer smp in it you can is it necessary no um uh, but you 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 definitely can. Um, I, I prefer just straight uh, nitrogen because the grass isn't really going to be growing a whole lot. So therefore, the demand on P and K isn't really a necessity. What you're looking for is just a little bit of additional color on those warm days. And you're not saying you need it to grow four inches in a week. What you're saying is that you just want to see green leaves out there. You want to be greener than the competition. So just a nitrogen only money. Save the money on 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 the the phosphorus in the fertilizer, nitrogen only, and preferably something quick release, preferably something that has ammoniacal nitrogen in it as well. Uh, why are you asking in space? I thought this was a great show. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about, Paul? Paul Outlaw. Uh, let's see here. Can I throw down a triple 14 or triple 10 to put down a yard, yard slate? And that kind of goes back into that one. Uh, thoughts on Jonathan Green, Black Beauty Ultra Seed here. Let me see real quick. Uh, Jonathan uh, Green, Black Beauty Ultra uh, Grassy. I don't, I've never seen a label for this, so it's going to be uh, uh difficult for me to do on the fly but let me see and and chances are what he's doing is is what he's actually selling is his name right his jonathan green black beauty but i would say that the different varieties that are going to be in it vary based on uh, uh the time of the year right because you're going to basically <clears throat> he's going to put um He's going to go out there and, and, and put in contracts with seed growers, right? And he's just going to go down the list for ones that are darkest green color and then, and then blend those and put it out. So he may pick a total of eight different seed varieties to fit his sale season, right? Uh, he's not going to go after just three specific because those three specific varieties may not be uh, produced in large enough amounts. Remember, there's a finite amount of grass seed that's grown every, every year, and it has to be allocated according to price and supply and demand and all that fun stuff, right? So uh, in this, there's probably seven, eight, nine, ten different seed varieties he goes to, and then depending on which one is first out of the gate with harvest, uh, which one can get it to the warehouse and blend it in bag quick enough, there's going to be the ones that are in it. So chances are 
uh, I have no idea what this is in this, but if I had to guess and what I would do, if you're really curious, is take a look at your tag and see what seed varieties you have in it and then go to the NTEP, N-T-E-P dot org, N-T-E-P, the National Turfgrass Evaluation Program, type... Or you can look at your tag and see the name of the cultivar of the grass seed that's in there. Type it in uh, to Google. And so we'll say it's like bewitched. Uh, And you can type in bewitched, N-T-E-P, and do a search. And you'll see all the reports on it right now. So... Um, it's, it's, it's just something you can, uh, uh, you can do uh, because it's going to vary. I'm telling you the same label is not going to exist all across the country. It's all, it, it all, uh, it's, it, there's, there's a lot of variables that go into that. Um, so if you, if you come across a label, feel free to send me a label and I can take a look at it and tell you what I think about it. Um, and like Paul said, Paul's over here. I see he says something about it has perennial ryegrass in it. So uh, that would not be ideal. Uh, here's one that has Dakota tall. Wait, this is Black Beauty Ultra. Dakota tall fescue, Montana tall fescue, Tonto tall fescue, Krypton, Kentucky bluegrass, and Frontier perennial ryegrass. Uh, yeah, I would I would not be using this in the transition zone. That is for sure because of the perennial ryegrass. So get, get ready. Um, and as far as these names, none of these stick out to me. So, uh, this is what I'm going to do is do a quick search of, of this Dakota tall fescue and type in NTEP. Uh, let's see. So it was, uh, I do not see this listed on the NTEP. Let me do this. Uh, the following list of cultivars performed well in tests conducted between 2013 and 2016. These tests included the current NTEP study regional trial, A-list trials, and sponsor trial. None of these cultivars will be available in 2017. Dakota did test well in, uh, where is this, in North Carolina State. Um, but it doesn't say, uh, this is a Black Beauty trial sheet. Uh, Dorado did good. This is in Oregon and in Pennsylvania. It did good. Um, drought tolerance in uh, Northern Virginia. Uh, some of these did good. Uh, some of them did good in Rutgers, Rutgers, Dakota finished 134. So you can go through here and just really go down a wormhole. Uh, (laughs) smells like roses. That's funny. Um, so, uh, if you're in upstate New York, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fine if, if, if you want to buy a brand like that, but what I would do is I would go to ntep.org. I would look at the highest performers in regions that are close to you and then try and source those instead of buying just a brand. Me personally, that's just me personally. You may be a brand guy, run with it. Me personally, I'd rather look up what what definitively works and then choose based off that. Uh, not looking forward to this winter. It's so much fun this season, man. I tell you, it's kind of the same thing. It's bitter. It's bittersweet for me. Uh, I did have a really kick-ass time this year. That is without a doubt. Even though it was the year of crazy 2020, right? Uh, it was. It was. It was still kind of bananas. Like how it ended up being salvaged into a decent year. But on the flip side, I've learned so much this year, and I can't wait to execute on that moving into next year. So 
I'm kind of in this weird, um, uh, I, you know, do I want to hang around in 2020 or do I want to move on from 2020? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a weird thing. Uh, I love the scam whiteboard videos. Well, thank you, sir. Like I said, I've got that other one com coming up. I promise it's going to get edited at some point. We're, it's just it's, it's crazy in my house right now. I haven't been home. And, uh, and my wife, you know, needs to consult with me on certain things when she's putting that together. And, and so that's just kind of what you run into. I uh, plan on using Poa Constrictor with this to color the lawn like tenacity. I've never experienced any discoloration with it. Uh, not to say that you you won't, but I personally have never seen any with it. Hi, Matt. I have tall fescue and did my fall overseed five weeks ago, and now I'm noticing weeds. Can I treat as uh, overseed five weeks ago? Just spot spray let the winter take care of me. Uh, if you're dealing with noticing weeds right now in the fall, chances are those are winter weeds coming up, so I would go ahead and take care of it now. Uh, and then after five weeks, it's good. You can go ahead and light it up and you'll be fine. Is it true that systemic herbicides perform better in the fall for cool, for cool season lawns? Kind of, not really, maybe, sort of. It depends on the herbicide. It depends on the mode of action. And it depends on the weed you're going after. Uh, so, for instance, some perennial weeds are going to be better attacked. Perennials are going to be better attacked in the fall uh, because you deplete that carbohydrate storage, a.k.a. the root system, before it goes entirely dormant. Now, on the flip side, what you may run into, Robert, is uh, some uh, annuals. Like if you're going after a summer annual and you're treating it in the fall, chances are you may not be able to get it to respond to the herbicide at all because it's past its growing season. Uh, and conversely, if you're going after an early spring, uh, a winter annual, and it's you know 37 degrees outside, and you go ahead and treat it, you may not get a good effective kill on it because it was simply just too cold outside to spray. And that can also occur in the fall too, where if you got a really cold day in the fall, it could also inhibit some of the performance of it. So as far as systemic herbicides performing better in the fall for cool season lawns, the caveat there is with perennial weeds with perennial weeds like wild violets um i put too much fertilizer down now the lawn looks terrible what should i do well that's really hard to say playground of sound i need way more information i'd have to know what your turf type is what your soil structure is where are you located uh what your temperatures right now there's so much going on why but damn it pinkerton oh that's you sean smith what are you doing stop it Golly, I don't know what is going on. Um, uh, uh, as far as putting down too much fertilizer, the first things first is I would I, just flood it with water and see if it comes back. If it doesn't, then you know you need to uh, uh, probably seed uh, or, or regrow it in if you have like a warm season grass. Again, I don't know what kind of grass you have. First thing would be just to uh, uh, water it really well to try and flush out the excess fertilizer salts that have accumulated in the soil surface. Uh, is it too early for POA in the panhandle of Florida? I think I have some coming up. I have sprayed pre-emergent. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I, I would say it's definitely possible right now. And Dwayne, no lie, in middle of August, I saw POA in Augusta, Georgia one year. So the way that weed is mutating, we're seeing a weirder and weirder things out of it. So I'm just saying... Um, 
it is it's just uh, it very well could be it very very well could be if you're concerned about it feel free to take a picture email it to me and i'll take a look at it and we'll talk about it on the on the uh on the air uh matt do you charge separately for corrective applications or just roll them into a typical program example would be potassium corrections or something similar for potassium corrections no i'm not for phosphorus corrections no i'm not uh because i can kind of structure the the in a single application the majority of the corrections that need to need to take place now if you want to talk about lime lime is one where you can spend a fortune uh, uh manipulating or or lime or or even uh uh, uh, lower, lowering the pH, right? Where you have to come in and do citric acid applications or a sulfuric acid application. In those types of scenarios, um, you you can spend a fortune trying to get that done. And so I would definitely be doing that. But as far as, as long as the fertilizer isn't costing me just a, an extreme arm and a leg, right? Then chances are I can just build that into the cost of the program. Now, if you're rolling out there and you're really low in phosphorus and you're really low in potassium and for sure, you're going to be running, you know, a triple 15 and you want to build that triple 15 to be exactly what you want, where you need as much ammoniacal nitrogen as possible, as much MAP as possible, and as much sulfated potash as possible. That's going to be listen, Pinkerton, quit, man. I'd choice I blamed you, but I did, I saw it out of the corner of my eye and I, I guess it was pink and it was a Freudian slip, man. And it was I wasn't mentally prepared. <laughs> I wasn't mentally prepared for it. I, and I think I just said it. I don't know. Um, I, 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 so if you're, if you're talking about building that kind of product, Kyle, that like that triple 15 product, that's going to be 25, $26 a bag at co- like at cost. Uh, and, 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 and so to, to you, you know, that may be a $33 bag of fertilizer, a $34 bag of fertilizer. So it's just something to keep a mental note on. I would price out the cost of the products first, uh, to include into your program. Then you decide based on the cost of the material what you need to do with your pricing um uh let's see i uh, heard the term dormant seeding today can you go into this putting seed out midwinter in the transition zone thought about putting perennial out the perennial rye out to see how this works i'll say this perennial rye hey, hey actually yeah it'll, it'll do fine probably not as well though as like fescue would uh, and basically, yeah, you just you put it out in the middle of the winter, and then when you get the temperatures, it'll come up. It'll just kind of lay there resting. Lush, <laughs> stop, stop. Um, uh, it, it, and just let let it sit, and eventually, uh, it, it will come up. Uh, there's there's no real science behind it, other than you have adequate water, adequate temperatures, adequate sunlight, and the seed ends up coming up. It's just you put it out in one of the worst times in preparation for that. Eventually, it's going to catch one of the good times, and eventually, it'll end up going if it doesn't rot first. In my opinion, it's good. Uh, it's it's a fine thing to do, but it's also the risk to reward ratio is not there for me. So under no circumstances would I actually do it. Uh, and, and again, with some of these uh, pruning ryegrasses for use of overseeding Bermuda grass, I've never had good success with it. So therefore, I wouldn't personally recommend it. I just there's easier ways for me to burn a hundred dollars than that. That would be more beneficial to me. Uh, sprayed my sod field with speed zone after one mow. How bad is it going to kill it? Uh, it's not. It's not going to kill it at all. I think it would be perfectly fine with speed zone. I wouldn't be worried about that. 
I want to drive root development and rhizominus tall fescue to help it through next summer. Should I put down P and K now or wait until spring so nutrients are fresh just before summer? If you put it down now, you have a higher chance of probability for it to leach out or move or run off before it's uh, before the big push to actually use it is, which would start in spring. So personally, I would not put it down now. I would wait and just do nitrogen now. And then as it's things start to wake up in the spring is when I would resume those applications. Sorry, I'm choking over here. <clears throat> Whoa, we jumped to the bottom. Let me find my place. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, do you like a liquid or granular version of heritage for take all root rot? Uh, always liquid always liquid and i don't know if heritage alone is going to be the only way to get that going <laughs> Stop it. Quit. um i i i like i like liquid and liquid only uh i it, it's just I, i've never had good results with granular and as far as the only step to taking care of take all root rot is probably not the only thing you're gonna uh, have to do there's probably going to be more cultural practices that you have to employ for uh take all root rot depending on the grass type it is i'm assuming saint augustine or zoysia grass um but yeah i it definitely liquid and and, uh, and not a, a granular by any means under any circumstances. Um, I saw a YouTube video of someone applying 15 amino acids. Any proofs to this being beneficial for grass? Brian, yeah, there's lots of studies that are out there about the benefits of amino acids to turf. Um, and it it, it kind of depends on which amino acids it is, which ones are, 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 are providing the benefit and in what way they're providing a benefit. Uh, that piece is still kind of not really understood right now. Uh, but yes, it is beneficial for grass, but you're not going to see any benefit really out of it unless you've got your MPK right. So if you are 100% certain that you have an MPK program that is going to be agronomically sound, then that is where I would look at trying to catch Lushy. I'm not even going to do that. What are you doing? Lushy quit, quit it. This is unnecessary. Aaron, I love you, but this is ridiculous. It's almost easier than burning a shit. <laughs> um, so, yes, it is, Brian, but MPK is going to do way more for you than guessing on MP and K and going out and spraying a few amino acids. Uh, and, and, and listen, I... I love amino acids. I've got a product line that has uh, lots of amino acids in it. And I'm not going to talk bad about amino acids, but I'm going to tell you right now that if you think amino acids are going to do something for you in place of NP and K, amino acids are a scam. So that's just an easy way to put that. Uh, you can always check your local cell station for a supply of carbonates. <laughs> uh, I would not put it... Jonathan Green's yard if he was my customer. <laughs> uh, Ryan North for all your seed needs. Vetted by the Striped King. Zapow! Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, he smells like quality cigars and bourbon. <laughs> I'd go with different seed next time, but it's been a great looking yard thus far. Yeah, I I just I don't think there's I don't think there's any problem with the Jonathan Green seed. It's just not 
Uh, uh, it's just not anything I would be interested in. Uh, Brian, we don't have any Carbon Earth merchandise. You know, we had a, a, a store that was run through uh, Printful, and uh, and Printful handled all of that. But we there was nothing we kept in stock. We didn't go have T-shirts made, and we kept an inventory of it. Uh, it was just on a use case scenario. What are you doing, man? Y'all quit seriously. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I gotta say this. Man, just thanks. Seriously, thanks. Um, uh, Kevin, stop, man. <laughs> um, hey, Matt, overdid it on the tall fescue seed in some areas, and with more than three inches of rain in this week, I got some dampening off. What nighttime with nighttime temps in the fifties would a fungicide app be a waste? Chances are, yes, it would be a waste. I would just kind of let it do what it's going to do. Uh, Lush X gear always available. <laughs> Let's see, I pre licked the cupcakes that you order. <laughs> uh, NGB X the Evolution is not the new company name, absolutely not, without any, any circumstance whatsoever. No, that is not the new company name. Um, I feel like it's one of those nights where it's getting hot in here. It is. I'm very uncomfortable right now. Uh, oh man, Ionic Adams, where was your follow-up here? Something in your feed that popped up in your, uh, popped up in your feed that was interesting today. I can't, I had, I don't see the end of your question there. I want to know what it is. I love interesting things that pop up in my feed too. I get off in, in wormholes. I'm uh, really looking to boost my K level, which has been really low. I applied two apps of a 5020. I also hope uh, starter the 182412 helped from the beginning of last week when receding a New Jersey cool season mix. That's a good start, yes, but again, you want to make sure you're doing that through the active growing season. Right now is not the active growing season, so I wouldn't be wasting the time or the money on doing it right now. Chances are it's going to stop it, Telly! Stop it. Chances are it's not going to do anything for you now because it has way too long of a time frame to leach out before it has the opportunity to be used by the plant. Remember, it's not until things are actively growing that the requirement for potassium is even there. Chances are if you're in New Jersey, you're on the tail end of everything growing. It's starting to slow down pretty, pretty significantly now. So you're not really getting a whole lot of growth right now. Therefore, you're not, uh, uh, you're not, uh, it, your demand for K isn't there. Your plants aren't going to use it and the potential for it to leach is just that much higher. Uh, let's see here. Buy from your local landscape store. That's right. That's right. Bra 78. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on triple, a triple super phosphate for lawns next year, going to try and roll my own with ammonium sulfate and potassium sulfate. Um, I think it's not a good idea. <laughs> it's it pretty much instantaneously as you apply it, it is going to uh, uh, be tied up. So I would much more recommend mono ammonium phosphate MAP MAP as your phosphorus source than TSP triple superphosphate. Um, uh, uh, triple superphosphate is just not a good choice because it's not protected. Monoammonium phosphate is protected. You might get some protection out of the ammonium sulfate in the tank mix with it, but not like MAP will. So I would apply MAP with it, not, 
I showed up to the club tonight and daddy brought all this. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I would run MAP, uh, monoammonium phosphate, not triple superphosphate. Not at all. <laughs> First time seeing European crane fly in Northern Virginia. Haven't noticed them in prior years. Anything you recommend applying? Uh, European crane fly. Uh, chances are no, uh, there's not really anything, especially for the home lawn. Would I, would I really recommend getting out there and spraying? If you're feeling real froggy, you can get out there and, and put down, you know, some permethrin, uh, and that would be fine. But do I recommend you get out there and go do something about it? Uh, no, uh, I would just, I would just leave it alone. Um, that's funny. you are just now seeing European crane flies. I mean, that's just, uh, that's kind of a. It's kind of a staple of the South, I guess. Um, and I know Virginia is technically the South, but to me, it's North of Kentucky. Therefore, it's Canada. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Nate versus pH is 7.2. Should I be concerned in lowering it some? If so, what shall I use? Should I put it down now or wait until spring? Uh, no, I wouldn't worry about it. But if you want to put it down now, uh, uh, you could put down just straight ammonium sulfate, and that's going to work fine. I think you'd be good. Um, what if I put down 80 ounces per thousand of humic? Will that replace my MPK? No. Uh, and, uh, and take pictures of it. Go ahead and do it. Take pictures of it. And, uh, and, and let's, let's just watch what happens. We'll photo document it. And in fact, if you want, I'll upload it to the channel here and we'll just, we'll take a look at things and, uh, and see what's going on. We can even pull some tissue tests and see, and see what happens. Road soda slushy! <laughs> that has become a staple of all conversations internally. That <laughs> road sodas is the is the new phrase that pays. Um. Uh, your <laughs> hey, thank you, Jason Trailer. I was wondering how those turned out because again, that's hosted by another company, so I've, I I I need to order one of those. I don't even have one myself. Uh, what with the Impro Ewing tall fescue this year at the Paul Outlaw 10 pounds per thousand rate and experience with this blend? No, because depending on where you bought it from Ewing, you're going to have a different blend in the bag, right? So if it's coming from Pennsylvania or Louisiana or, uh, or Huntsville, Alabama, they're all going to be different. So it's impossible to say what, how that blend is going to perform because they're going to be tailored towards individual areas, not as a blanket across the entire uh, uh, Ewing franchise, uh, Ewing corporate type deal. So, um, yeah, I have no experience with it uh, because chances are what you're using is it, now, if you tell me the individual cultivars you're using, I may have experience with those, but as far as the Impro brand itself, no, because it's going to vary so much from where you buy. In fact, if you got a bag now, and then you went back three months from now and bought a bag, chances are the varieties that are in it are completely different. Um, talk about SureGuard on dormant Bermuda. How effective on POA as pre, post, and do cold fit temps affect it much? So um, it works very, uh, it's very effective and is highly recommended as part of a POA management strategy in terms of pre and post control. Uh, typically in post control, it's recommended to be applied in combination with glyphosate on dormant Bermuda grass. Uh, it's going to be highly effective. Cold temperatures aren't going to be as uh, uh, manipulative on it as 
um, as like a revolver application would be. So, um, yes, very effective. It's highly recommended. Uh, and kudos to you for even considering it. I think that's that's just fantastic. And that is going to be the key to POA management in the future. So good looking out, Johnny Fescue, for sure. Um, let's see. Look, Ray chimed in there, too. Uh, oh, a real effective burner. He said Diquat and Sugar. That's a real good one. I didn't think about that. Uh, what's the max amount of foliar in you can apply before diminishing returns? It is going to vary on the time of year. Uh, so, uh, oh, look, Ray said a quarter pound, and, and I would say, yeah, somewhere around there, I'd say in certain instances when it's even hotter outside, it would be even lower uh, just because of the difficulty for um, uh, uh, uptake. If, you know, plants harden off or, or something like that, it may, it may get a little, little uh, squirrely count, may get a little squirrely. Um, so, yeah. 0.25, I would say, would be kind of max there. Um, your in-depth video on Metsofuron. Hey, thank you, Mr. SVT Bill. Thank you, sir. Uh, hey, man, can I oversee Centipede with Common Bermuda? Yes, you can. Um, I just don't know if it's going to work out for you what the way you think it's going to work out for you. Um, so I'm not sure if you're trying to do some kind of Centimuda, uh hybrid there. Or do you want to just get common Bermuda in it and hopefully let the common Bermuda take over the centipede? Because, David, I'll tell you right now, in terms of centipede, the first thing I would do if I had centipede, it would be get out there and glyphosate it and then let the common Bermuda come in and I would just regrow it as common Bermuda and maintain it as common Bermuda. Common Bermuda can be absolutely beautiful um, uh, if, if managed correctly and centipede can never be beautiful. <laughs> so as, uh, yeah, I would just, I would quickly get the centipede out of the way in my opinion. Uh, I tried to go to the carbon X site today and there was a timer running. What's up with that? We're undergoing internal restructuring right now. And, uh, and, uh, it's, it's just, it's chaotic right now. And, uh, uh, you know, we've, there's new people coming on board. There's old people that are stepping away. And uh, and so until all of that is sorted out, because it's also affected on them, is, uh, because of the way we're structured right now, we're actually a global company. Uh, and so we're trying to bring it bring it back to America, baby. Yeah. Um, would you recommend 0048 over a 0060? It depends. Is it because I have seen some people take a 0048 but it's still muriate of potash, <laughs> right? So as long as it's sulfate of potash and not muriate of potash, yes, I would recommend a 0048 if indeed it is sulfate of potash. I do not recommend muriate of potash. Not a taint mix superphosphate, all granular nutrients. I don't know where I can get MAP locally. Only can find uh, TSP. Man, that's crazy. MAP is like the one that's used right now. So... Um, yeah, I just, uh, uh, I, yeah, I would, I, I just, I would not, I would not be spreading TSB. Uh, you'll be, you're kind of burning cash there. If that's what you're looking to get out of it is an immediate source of, of phosphorus. Matt, how high of MPK values can I safely fully apply on shrubs and flower bushes without burning the leaves clean off? Um, so it would depend on your rate, not necessarily the MPK value, because you can go spray 4600 on it and you'll be fine as long as you're at a, an appropriate rate. So as a general rule of thumb, and I'll be way more conservative than like what Ray said up to a quarter pound of N, you could do that. I would say a 10th of a pound of N, a 10th of a pound of P and a 10th of a pound of K as a 
general rule of thumb. Oh, look, look what Ray said right here. No more than a half ounce per gallon of a product like a 202020. There you go. I would follow that to a T. Ray does way more tree and shrub than I do, so I would definitely put you that way. Faster germination with liquid starter versus granular starter. I've tried it 15 different ways from Sunday, and it's really difficult for me to see the difference, Paul. Um, and I've done it with just yeah, lots and lots and lots of different inputs uh, to try and figure that out. And I just I can't say... Uh, one has just really stood out to me of being like screaming different. I mean, it may be like hours different, but nothing, uh, that's, that's real easy to trend, uh, with statistical significance. It varies too much on a case to case scenario. Uh, in fact, I, and uh, uh, Paul, I can tell you that what's even crazier is that I've seen uh, minute levels of sulfur differentiation in water affect the speed at which it germinated, where you have too high sulfur and, uh, and it really inhibits germination. And then you have a water that's very low sulfur and it germinates fine, even a mid-level of sulfur and it germinates fine. So um, yeah, I, I'm telling you right now, it can vary real wildly, real wildly. In fact, I've seen well water that I could swear had methane in it because it stunk so bad and, uh, could not get anything to germinate off that water before. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, this water smelled like you could set fire to it and it would literally explode. You know, how, how much of reality is that? I, I, I don't know, but I can tell you right now, it did not germinate grass at all under any circumstance, which is kind of weird because when you start getting into those weird kind of things like that, sometimes it will have an effect on it. Like I'll give you an example, arsenic um, uh, and cyanide, I'm sorry, cyanide. Cyanide specifically can actually increase the rate of germination, but uh, obviously we, we should not be handling cyanide by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, what are the biggest shortcomings of folks that just want to mow and use compost on a lawn, assume clay soil? Um, nothing. You're fine to totally do that. If you don't want to take into account each and every specific aspect of managing your turf, then sure, man, you can totally do that. There's nothing wrong with that. And, uh, and yeah, I would just say when you're sourcing your compost, check your MPK analysis, make sure it's relatively balanced and you're going to be good to go. Uh, would RGS be okay to spray during seeding or better post-germination? You can kind of pick your poison there. You're hormonally manipulating it. So if there is no grass there to have its hormones manipulated, then it's not really going to do much for you. So personally, I will wait till after it comes up before I even use it. Uh, 111 with MOP kills centipede. My man, Ray already knows. Uh, I see that in a new lawn in Tennessee 10 days ago with GCI tall fescue and the XDART H24 is coming in. Well, uh, should a, I plan on doing another application to XDART in another week or two? You can. I would probably at this point switch to uh, something like just Carbon X would, would probably be what I'd switch to. But if you got it on hand, then you certainly can. Is there anything out there that will actually kill... <clears throat> Uh, Virginia buttonweed in St. Augustine. So far, it's resistant methylphenol, methylene, even glyphosate. Um, yeah, so chances are you're probably going to have to add a little bit of a kicker to it, right? So uh, for Virginia buttonweed, you know, methylphenol, methyl, and like carfentrazone or methylphenol, methyl, and sulfentrazone. Um, and you want to time it on the early end of things. If you're trying to go after it in the peak of summer after it's already big and large and all that fun stuff, chances are it's not going to do much for you. You got to get it early. Uh, Celsius is another one that would be effective for you. They're using it with a um, um, 
And this is going to sound crazy, and you have to use just the slightest amount, just a little bit of additional 2,4-D to it, just a little bit of 2,4-D. You overdo the 2,4-D, and when I say a little bit, I mean a little bit. You overdo 2,4-D on on uh, Kentucky, uh, I mean on uh, St. Augustine, you're going to smoke it. Um, 2,4-D does not like St. Augustine, so you got to be real careful there. You catch an early 2,4-D, methyl furan, methyl 2,4-D Celsius, uh, and a methylated seed oil, and, and you will be, will be able to get control of it. The sulfate of potash lower pH. I really don't want that after working harder the past years when it showed 5,5. Five, five. No, while, uh, potassium sulfate has no effect on soil pH whatsoever. Um, Ewing Mix Middle Tennessee Starfire 2 Tall Fescue, uh, Spider LS Tall Fescue, 25% Avenger Tall Fescue, and Supersonic Tall Fescue. So I have experience with Spider and Avenger, and I have to say those are both good varieties. I don't know anything about Starfire or Supersonic, but I do like ta- uh, uh, Spider and Avenger. Um, irrigation water doesn't do crap for natural rain for seed germination. 100%, you are absolutely correct, sir. Um, still getting calls for aerations and seedings. We got a light dusting of snow in mid thirties today. My goodness. I've been telling about dormant seeding, have about five to do so far in that instance. I can see where your season gets cut short like that. I would go ahead and get it down. So that way you're not having to do, uh, uh, anything the, the, the next spring, you know, I mean, I just get it over with down and done with now. And then if you got to do any touch up next springs, do a little touch up next springs, but I agree with you. I just go ahead and get it down and be done with it. Um, where can I buy a carbon X DIY right now? I, I have no idea. Uh, I do not know. Um, Yara uses ammonium nitrate, used it two years ago, but the long started thin now. Uh, I don't know if you have experience, but what is the highest height of cut you can maintain healthy bent grass? I, I don't every, all the bent grass I have maintained has been, uh, the tallest I have maintained. It's 185,000 seven inch. So 0.185 inches is as high as I've ever maintained it. But the way I've seen it grow kind of naturally into lawns, I mean, it's, it's done fine at everything from four inches down to one inch. So, uh, now where does it shine? What's the optimum of that? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, have had great success with dormant seeding with blue and fescue here in Omaha. Second best time to seed. There you go. I know springs can be brutal. Uh, if you lived here in South Florida, what grass would you have? Zoysia or St. Augustine or anything else? Hate St. Augustine. Uh, I would definitely have Zoysia. Meyer Z52, the old tried and true. Uh, Meyer Z52 Zoysia. Don't hurt me, Ray. Don't hurt me, Ray. But you know, you know I've got this weird affinity for Meyer Z52 Zoysia. <laughs> What does it mean when my soil test results finally show K-level base saturation at 4.1 and adequate has been on floor and past? K pounds per active available still on floor. Uh, okay, so the base uh, saturation level is trash. Crumple it up into the paper and throw it away. It doesn't mean anything. What you're looking for is your actual parts per million, parts per million. And what you're looking for is in excess of 100. Uh, 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 in excess of 100, right? So uh, uh, over 100 parts per million, and uh, you are you are good to go. So yeah, that is what I would recommend. Is um, uh, just look look at your parts per million uh, and apply with that. Remember that once you get down to about 50 parts per million, it's going to be. Uh, uh, 
critically deficient, meaning plants are going to start to uh, choke out. They're going to stop performing well at all. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there we go. That would that would be the answer. Make sure you're well in an excess of 100 parts per million. So, 100, uh, at 100, 100 is kind of my panic point. If I'm less than 100, I start to panic. So, there we go. Um, when mixing three-way and sulfentrazone, do you stay on label rates for both? Not sure if efficacy changes when they are mixed together. Uh, yes, for the most part, I stay on label rates. I tend not to exceed four ounces per thousand with it because of the sulfentrazone because it can cause some problems. All right, everybody, that is going to get it for the show today. What is this crap? I don't know. I'll leave it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to be uh, 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 gone, so not no show tomorrow. Um, I'll, I'll be gone. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure when I'll be back, but I'm coming back soon, I promise you. I'll catch y'all on the flip side. Y'all have a fantastic evening.